Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our weekly Bible study right here on our website. I'm so glad that you have come to our website today. If you're a return listener, you're part of our listening family, and we're so glad that you have continued with us in the Word of God as we bring vital messages from God's Word to God's people particularly that now that we're living in the beginning of sorrows, now that we're living in the last of the last days, now that we're living in perilous times. The persecution is rising against uh, Christian principles, biblical principles, the Bible itself, Christ himself. The spirit of Antichrist doth already work. It began all of those hundreds of years ago, and it's still at work, but it's escalating now. And the spirit of Antichrist, of course, is the spirit of Antichristian as well. So today, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you've been born again, you are under the gun, and you're in the sights of the enemy who is motivating the entire culture around the world against Jesus Christ and against true Christians. I said true Christians because Christianity is based on cardinal truths in the Word of God that cannot be neglected and cannot be forfeited and call ourselves a Christian. Now, Pastor, you're getting over there to where you're becoming intolerant and not inclusive. You can't be part of the body of Christ without being truly saved. You can't go to heaven without being truly saved. And you can't be truly saved unless you believe upon Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There is no other way to God. That got Christians killed in the first century And it's getting them killed around the world in the 21st century. The problem is here in America, we have false teachers who will not teach clearly what the Bible has to say. Because they want to be embraced by the world. They want to be applauded uh, by the Hollywood crowd. Holly weird, as my son says. Friend of mine, I want you to know today, we're not trying, we're trying to reach the Hollywood crowd with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we will not reach them by compromising the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are five precious things that Peter calls precious to remind those believers that were under such heavy persecution of what was truly important. Even if they lost their job, even if they lost their home, in threat of losing their life, there was something more important than this temporal, physical, material world. Christians scattered by persecution Peter writes these letters, 1st and 2nd Peter, to encourage them to live out the purpose of their lives in Christ. He warns those readers, though, to beware of teachers who claim to be believers, but present a false version of Christianity. And Peter calls on all Christians to eagerly await and watch 
for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why we're coming today after the precious trine of our faith and after the precious blood of Jesus that he mentions and and the fact that Jesus himself is precious we come to second peter chapter 1 and verse 1 where he says that the faith is precious listen to it simon peter a servant and an apostle of jesus christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The first point I want to make is that Jesus is the only way to God. And we are told in Scripture to earnestly contend for the faith. Why? Because it's precious. Now, we're not going to fight for it if we don't see how precious it is. And what makes the faith, that body of truth once delivered to the saints... That body of truth that was based on the prophets and the apostles, whose chief cornerstone is Jesus Christ. That body of truth, if it isn't considered precious, then it won't be considered worth fighting for. And that's why it was written in Scripture, I suppose it's needful that I write unto you that you earnestly contend, put up a real fight for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Because what was once delivered is the inerrant, eternal Word of God and Word of truth. I want to make a point secondarily today. We not, we, we, as true Christians, did not invent the claim that Jesus is the only way. This is not our claim. It's not a Pentecostal thing, a Baptist thing, Methodist, Catholic thing. It's a God thing. This is not our claim. It's His. We're merely relating His claim and the claim of the writers of the New Testament. Jesus said, I am the way, not a way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There are Christian leaders that get on talk shows where millions of people are being influenced. And they will not acknowledge this fundamental fact from the Word of God. And if people are pursuing other ways to God other than Christ, they're going to be lost, plain and simple. They will end up in hell thinking they're going to heaven. Friend of mine, we can't just keep going along with the flow, looking at the large audiences of these teachers. They stand in pulpits and they will not make this simple truth plain and clear. They keep compromising, waffling on that central issue to our faith. I am the way, not a way. I am the truth. This is the claims of Christ. And listen, for unless you believe that I am He, you shall die in your sins. John eight twenty four, John fourteen six. The apostle Peter echoed these words. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. According to Acts four and verse twelve. 
There was a poll taken, uh, and, and the data is coming in that more and more evangelicals that name the name of Jesus do not believe that He is the only way to God. There was a time if someone said they were a Christian, you knew they believed that Jesus was the only way to salvation. Every day there are people in the third world nations that die because they will not renounce faith in Christ. But in America, with churches on every corner and, and, and preachers on television and, and, and the internet, people are calling themselves Christian without accepting His words, that His shed blood gains us access to eternal life. Oprah Renfrey has such an influence and identifies as a Christian sometimes. Listen, she grew up in church, but said on live television that Jesus can't possibly be the only way to God. Friend of mine, that is a lie born in hell. It's not just a lie told by Ophrah. It's a lie told to her by the devil that she has espoused. Maybe she doesn't know any better yet. Pray for her. Let's pray for these folks. Jane Fonda, same thing. She would never acknowledge that his blood is the atonement for our sin and yet wants to identify as a Christian. When push comes to shove, there are many leaders and church church members today that identify as a Christian that do not believe the words of Jesus Christ himself. That's why Peter is reminding them there's going to be teachers coming who claim to be believers but present a false version of Christianity. And they're here today. That's why we were warned in the last days many false prophets will go out into the earth and deceive many as a sign of the end. And it is here today, and they are here today. And many Christians that don't know their Bible, or if they know their Bible, do not believe it enough to stand up for the truth that is brought to us through it. That's why Peter is reminding them that this faith is precious, and if it is precious, it is worth fighting for. Praise God. That's why we're told, amen, to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Why? Because it is the true faith. It is the only faith that guarantees salvation by Christ himself and by God himself. Amen. We are living in a time of great deception. We're living in a time when many are being deceived. We're living in a time when many Christians do not, do not, uh, do not believe the Word of God to be inerrant and eternal, but they believe what they hear from false teachers. They would follow a personality rather than, and go along with that, what that person says the Bible means or the Bible says. I am ashamed today that many Pentecostals who have 
for many, many, many years believed these great truths. And now, even within our ranks and in the evangelical ranks, there are more and more people identifying as Christians who do not believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. They, they're bought into the cultural lie that there is no absolute truth, therefore God's Word cannot be absolutely true. And this subversion of the gospel has been, has been brought into the world through, uh, Satan's preachers more than any other way and his influence on the culture. No marvel if Satan himself be transformed as an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness. His ministers, when I think of demons, when I think of, of, of fallen angels, when I think of the devil, I don't think of an angel of light. I don't think of ministers in pulpits. Listen, there is a truth that we can't waffle on. We must not compromise. And that, that is that Jesus was God incarnate. Jesus came and, and he, he was God in flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. And that he went to the cross and paid the price for our salvation with his innocent, pure, sinless blood. And because He gave His life, shed His blood, without the shedding of blood, there's no sacrifice for sin. When His blood was shed, there was a sacrifice accepted by God, proved when He raised Him up from the dead for our justification. We can't waffle on these truths because they are critical foundation stones of the faith that was once delivered is the faith we should be espousing, embracing, and defending today. If we are not, then we are compromised. And that compromise has to do with where people spend eternity. Whether they go to heaven or whether they go to hell is based on whether or not they believe Jesus is the only way to God and they repent of their sins and put their trust in Him and Him alone. Solo Christo, in Christ alone. Solo Scriptura, the Word of God and that Word alone. Today we're in a culture that that is trying to blend the attitudes and the morals and the mores of the culture into the Christian faith. And we'll begin, and if there's no one to defend it, then it's going to make more and more inroads. Years and years ago, on an Easter Sunday, I was reading some some things about Easter, and and a journalist had actually uh, uh, had a, a a poll taken in Los Angeles, California. And you say, "Well, Pastor, that's California. You got to expect." Listen. This is not just about California. This is about preachers who do not believe the Word of God. People standing enrobed uh, in pulpits or in Armani suits in pulpits, but people standing in mega churches that do not believe cardinal truths of Scripture. 
and yet are looked up to and put forth as the the mightiest teachers and preachers of our day. Not everyone. Thank God for those who are holding true. You got to get in your Bible today. You can't go with a personality. I like him. I like her. I'm going to listen to what they say because they know what they're talking about. Listen, I invite people. Go to the Word of God. I, in fact, I compel people, don't just listen to me. Get in the Bible. First, believe the Bible because it stood the test of time. It stood the test of persecution. It stood the onslaught of people trying to dismantle it and discredit it. But it stands today. I heard a story years and years ago about a man who went into a, a a a blacksmith shop and he was looking at the at the blacksmith pounding 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 uh, a highly heated piece of steel on an anvil with his hammer and he would beat it and beat it into the the mo- the mold that he wanted the shape that he wanted while it was hot and pliable and beating and beating and beating And so when he was through, then he said, may I ask you a question? He said, sure. He said, how many, how many hammers have you had? Because in that beating, the hammer itself is taking a beating. And he said, well, look over there. As he looked over in the corner, he saw five, five hammers that had been misshapen because of beating that red hot steel on that anvil over and over and over again. He said, I'm on my sixth hammer. (laughs) And this was over years, of course. And he said, I ask, I got another question to ask you. How many anvils have you had? Oh, he said, this anvil is the only one. It is constructed out of such strong material that I will never, I will wear out hammers, but I will never wear out this anvil. I'm going to submit to you today what this man surmised after looking at that. There are people that have hammered at the Word of God down through the centuries, and they're hammering it now. And all of the hammers pass away, but the anvil remains. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the anointing of God. Do you feel it where you are today? Hallelujah. Amen. The anvil is the Word of God. The anvil is the God of the Word, the Christ of Scriptures, taking all of these hits over and over and over, and yet His truth still stands. We can embrace it. We can forfeit it. We can turn against it. We can even help fight it. But that truth still stands, and it will outlast all those who are hammering against it. Dear friend of mine, today we can't afford to be compromised on these crucial issues of the faith. He talked about false teachers in his day and in Christ's day, and he said you can pass land and sea. These are missionary minded to make one proselyte, one conversion to your version of the faith, in other words. One proselyte. And when you do, he said, you make him twice the child of hell as you are. 
That's an incredible statement from Jesus that we can claim a faith. We can claim the faith. But if it isn't the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, it is not a saving faith today. That is the hard truth. There will be listeners not come back to this Bible study. I'm sorry that you can't handle the truth. If you're not a Bible believer, why come to a Bible study? Why don't you just read some magazine, some newspaper, some periodical? Why open this holy writ and this holy book? We're going to be judged by it one of these days. We're not going to be judged by Ophrah and Jane Fonda, and we're not going to be judged by, by, <laughs> by any of the false teachers of today. We're not going to be judged by those who are compromising the word and compromising themselves. We're going to be judged by the truth, the eternal truth of the word of God. And we're going to be judged by the Jesus who said, I am the way the truth, and the life. If any man try to come up any other way, to climb up any other way, he's the same as a thief and a robber, robbing Christ of his rightful place as the only one who can redeem, who's the only one who had pure blood that would pay the price for our sins. Dear friend of mine, we're in a day of great deception a day of great compromise, and we're in a day when Christians would rather go to a revival meeting, so-called, have hands laid on them or be prophesied over, than to go to a Bible study and get a foundation of truth that they might be able to discern both good and evil, even when evil parades itself as good. Peter says, the faith that you have received is precious. It is precious and you should treat it as it truly is because it's the faith that guarantees salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name given under heaven unto men by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why they did not tell them when the persecution really kicked in. (laughs) When when a a man was was lame and and he was healed and, and and the Christian faith was beginning to thrive. They threatened the apostles and they told them never to talk about God anymore, never to talk about religion anymore. No, that's not what they were told. They said, don't preach through him the resurrection of the dead and don't preach or teach any more in his name. Why? Because there's no other name. There's no other way to be saved. The devil says, talk about God, talk about religion, create many ways to God and and give people a false assurance and a false gospel and a false hope. But don't teach this truth about Jesus Christ. I started to say one Easter, I I found out that there four out of six interviewed major church leaders in Los Angeles did not believe in the bodily, physical resurrection of Jesus from 
the dead. You see, it's a slippery slope. When cardinal truths of Scripture begin to be compromised, then the door is open for all kinds of religious and spiritual deception. Dear friend of mine today, the faith is precious because it can save the human soul from eternal separation from God and punishment. Jesus' claims are true, and God verified that His sacrifice was accepted and His words were true, in that He raised Him from the dead. When you lose that, it's like a, it's, it's like a house of cards that you remove one and the whole building collapses. We cannot remove these foundation stones of our faith and have our faith intact. Put up a real fight. Earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Praise God. Friend of mine, I'm here today to fight for the faith. If you've come to know Christ as your Savior, then you must believe this truth about Him. You must not buy into the lie that you can get to God in a lot of other ways. If you, there are many ways to God. Jesus didn't have to go to that cross. His blood does not hold that place of preciousness because it's the only sinless pure blood offering that God would and did accept that we might be forgiven and that we might be saved. So here today we're talking about another thing that Peter calls precious. And to Peter, it was precious enough to die for. He gave his life as a Christian martyr, crucified. This is not in the Bible about how he was crucified, but there is that that has been brought down through time that, that he didn't feel worthy when they came to put him on a cross to be crucified as his master was crucified. So he asked, turn my cross upside down. I don't deserve the same kind of glory that he gained when he died on the cross. Do something to not make my cross and my death as prominent and precious as his when he shed his blood for me. This is a faith worth fighting for to the early apostles. It was a faith worth dying for because it was a faith that was counted Precious. Hallelujah. And that's why in Second Peter, where they may be asked to not only sacrifice for this faith, be persecuted because of this faith, possibly be killed because of this faith, he called this faith precious. Hallelujah. This is the fourth precious thing that Peter has reminded them of told them to embrace these things that are priceless to them, and then they won't be concerned about the cost of keeping the faith today. A friend of mine, I want you to know I'm not here just to argue doctrine. I am here to proclaim the inerrant, eternal Word of truth, the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, sola scriptura, only 
God's word will stand and is standing the test of time. Only the anvil of the word that has taken every blow of the hammers down through the years. They've hammered it and all the hammers are gone, but the anvil remains. We're told in scripture, heaven and earth will pass away. Hallelujah. But my word will abide forever. Let's lay our foundation for our faith squarely upon the eternal, inerrant truth of the Word of God. And Him who said, I am the truth, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior today. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you will run to Him. I pray that you will not look for another way if God is speaking to your heart right now. I can't make you believe this. I'm not trying to force the faith on you. I'm simply presenting the faith to you and to tell you by the authority of God's Word that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that you can indeed come to the Father through Him. I believe that God is drawing you to Him. I believe the Holy Spirit is pointing you to Him. And I believe if you choose to repent of your sin and receive Jesus Christ, according to the Word of God, you will be saved. (laughs) Amen. And you will be safe in Him because you will become part of the faithful (laughs) hallelujah who believe the Bible who believe on Jesus Christ and are looking and longing for his soon return we love you today dear Christian today you're going to have to make sure that you're not following that that is not true and that that is not biblical and that that is not scriptural today Get in the Word of God. Get the Word of God in you. Come back to this Bible study and let's study the Word together today. (laughs) I have no ulterior motive. Amen. I have nothing in view except the furthering of God's kingdom, the saving of souls, and the encouragement of Christians in a day of great deception to be delivered by delivered, delivered from it, by continuing in the Word of God and knowing the truth in Jesus' name.